0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I finally found the air horn noise that we've been searching for. I'm so happy. Welcome to the real football fans of New Jersey. I'm telling you, we gotta get that horn. We gotta get that horn. I think it's episode 119. We've been saying that for 119 episodes that we gotta get that horn. If anyone's listening, where can we buy one of those horns that just goes like, I guess we have to get like a soundboard? Uh, Yeah, maybe, probably. Uh, oh, that's going to cost a fortune. But luckily, I feel like we've been saving a fortune in quarantine because we're not doing anything. So, I mean, possible, I've been- sp- Possible things to invest in. I've been investing all my money in wine over the past couple of months, but here we are on July 15th. Thank you so much for joining us for our episode one nineteen. We are still doing this from home. Katie and I will get back together. I know we teased you guys a couple of weeks back, but we'll get, we'll get back together shortly. So don't worry. You'll start to see us live someday, someday again. It's, it looks bright on the horizon. Yes. A little bright, a little bright. But thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Um, I hope you have your wine filled. We both certainly do. I'm gonna go ahead that awkward silence and take a sip. <laughs> Katie just take it, took a sip like two seconds later, so I'm not gonna make her go. Oh, but she's gonna go again. There she goes. Oh, oh, chug it. It's not that kind of night, but we'll get into things. So we polled you guys this week, thank you so much. We got tremendous engagement this week. We love it week after week. We love engaging with you. We love hearing what you think. So we asked you three poll questions. And they are as follows as far as odds go, which of the top two potential team names do you like better to replace the Redskins, the red tails or the generals? Number two, do you think week one of the NFL season will start on time? Currently it is slated for September 10th and number three, Yes or... Oh, excuse me. Well, that was yes or no. Do you think it will? And then number three, if you were at Dorinda's house in the
1: Berkshires, would you be mad or excited to stay in the Fish room. Caitlin and I talk. Caitlin <laughs> and I talk about that topic anytime the fish room is featured on the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll give your results and we'll chime in with ours. Absolutely. So let's go ahead with the first question. So the red tails or the generals?
0: Seventy-five percent of you. So a big majority here are going to go with the generals. What did you say for this one?
1: Yeah, I said generals as well, and I think you did too, right?
0: I did, and it was also interesting. One of our longtime listeners, Bo, actually also came up with or just said names of capitals, senators, minutemen, seventy-sixers, which obviously already <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, founders and revolution.
1: There's a lot of names going well, out there. Speaking but. speaking of names that are already kind of like taken in other sports, you know? Yeah. Leagues. Also, a lot of people have been saying the Warriors. I know I'm always a fan of alliteration, Washington. Washington Warriors. Again, you know, you have the Golden State Warriors, so who knows about that.
0: I said the Wolverines, um, the
1: Washington Wolverines.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm always it. a fan of alliteration. <laughs> I, dig so it.
1: I, I don't necessarily hate that, no. Um, Red Tails, I think, I forget what it is, but it has something to still be historical. Yeah. Um, I, I forget the explanation behind it, but that's kind of why uh, I believe it's, Uh, the number one favorite as far as odds go, because I think they have said, like Dan Snyder has said, that they want to kind of honor the tradition of, you know, the team and, and what the name, the old name used to represent. So we'll see what they do, but uh, those were right now the the two favorites.
0: It's an interesting time to be a team out of Washington, D.C., because they're even thinking about Washington, D.C. becoming the 51st state. So it's really a pivotal time. You know, they're getting rid of a name that they probably should have gotten rid of a very long time ago, and a rebrand is always, always interesting. You know, you can change your colors, you can change your fonts, you can change certain things, but a name truly changing it to be something else and remarkable
1: and they're in a time crunch too like i know this starting soon so that's the mm. other crazy thing to think about but they yeah. were kind of uh, dan snyder never wanted to get rid of this name and based on things that happened we'll talk about it in a little bit they, they were kind of forced <laughs> to go in this direction so unfortunately yeah. for that well fortunately you know they're moving on from the name but they are in a time crunch to figure this out and get going
0: yeah so for question number two, do you think the football season will start on time, September 10th, yes or no? And again, an overwhelming majority of you guys, uh, the 70% said no, which makes me just so sad. Yeah, I,
1: I said no as well. You know what, September 10th, I swear to God, we are gonna blink and that's gonna be here. I feel like- September- I know, July is like over. September 10th is right around the corner. It really is. And although things have looked up in certain areas, you know, things have certainly gotten worse in other areas. You have to look at the NFL as a whole and where each team is based in general. And I'm keeping my expectations low.
0: I know and I really don't I said yes I just am an optimist and I just I don't know I really hope I think the NFL and I've said this week after week I think they've done the best job out of all of the major league sports teams with kind of putting things into place you know putting out a timeline, putting up multiple scenarios. So it wasn't just like, we're going to have the season and that's it. They presented multiple scenarios a couple of months back of how this season could play out. So I think they are the most prepared and I think they are the most realistic with things. So we're going to get something. I still think it might be September 10th, but I do understand why 70% of you said no. Yeah. And then for our final question, such a fun, fun question. If you were going to stay at Dorinda's Berkshires house and she offered you the fish room, are you going to be mad or excited? Again, overwhelmingly, a majority of you guys at 68% said you were going to be excited
1: as you should be. (laughs) I don't know what the master bedroom looks like in her Berkshire's house. Mm -hmm. I feel like they've never shown it on the show. I don't care what it looks like. I want the fish room. I want the fish room. That room is a famous room in TV history. It
0: sincerely is one of the most famous rooms in TV history. And you can honestly quote me on that one. I don't care what TV you bring me. I mean, what room you bring me from TV. This is the, This is iconic, this one. It, is. it truly is. And if you saw my Instagram post, I even added, when Katie and I were at BravoCon, they had the fish on display. They had the fish room on
1: display. It's, it's funny that you posted it's that iconic. because I forgot that it existed. That picture existed a little bit. A, because great you, were picture. a couple, you were a couple drinks deep at that point.
0: But yeah, I was so excited. Yeah. We, we were a little drunk walking through the mu- They were like, it was like the, bra- the Housewives Museum. So yeah. they had all their like reunion dresses, they all the iconic stuff, the cookies, the bunny, anything you can think of Housewives related. And yeah. then we turned the corner and there was the fish up on the wall. And I was like, oh my God, it's the fish room. And I yes. was happy, happy as a clam.
1: Iconic, very iconic.
0: So yeah, so that was honestly, so I'm happy that a lot of you said excited. And if you said mad, I think again, my mom loves to vote on these. I think she said mad and it's like, come on mom. Like you like to entice us. You
1: know, we're happy.
0: You know, we're happy
1: in the fish room. Um, yeah, but thank you guys so much for voting. We got tons of votes on that. I know a lot of people are definitely intrigued. Yeah. About- the whole Redskins name and where they're going to go with that one. So, we had a lot of votes on that. But before we get into our big stories of the week in the world of football, um, there is one thing that we want to bring up that has just come out
0: breaking. earlier
1: today. Um, and kind of the main reason we're not going further into details about it on the show as a topic tonight is because we don't have further details just yet. But we expect that they could be breaking tomorrow. We're teasing them. We're teasing them. We're teasing them. And it also has to do with the Washington Redskins. Um, The headline for an article from the New York Post says there's a Washington football bombshell coming and it's not about the name. So apparently there's news that's supposed to break out about the team. It doesn't say whether it has to do with the coaches, the players, um, the general manager, anything like that. I do have a couple of quotes. Um, One is from Jason LaCanfora. He said the warped and toxic culture of the Washington football team is about to be exposed in a sickening fashion. Holy shit. Um, Someone else said what's coming is disappointing and sad. There is much more going on than a name change and it's not good. I did not get specifics, but get ready people.
0: Oh my goodness. This sounds like a massive like allegation. Like this is something that is gonna shock the world the way they're making it sound like it sounds
1: like can, someone I'm, got murdered it sounds like they're going to a courtroom or whatever has they're happened they're going to a courtroom and people are going to jail for life i'm expecting whatever this is how severe it sounds with no detail just what i read it sounds like there could be you know obvious suspensions maybe people even being kicked out of the nfl hell
0: no if we these are the headlines if i, I will not take a suspension for these headlines yeah uh-uh.
1: I Again, and we don't know, but the way it's sounding, it sounds very bad. We don't know who it pertains to or if it's just the team in a whole and how they operate things from a front office standpoint. But, you know, it's not good. And and my thought is by the time, this time next week when we are doing this show, I'm thinking we're going to have more and we'll be able to
0: report more. Honestly, if this is as big as these headlines are saying though, and it comes out in the next 24 hours, we got to, we got to hop on Instagram live real quick and just, yeah. holy, this does not, this does not sound good. They're obviously going through a very like trivial period right now with the name changes we're going to talk about in like 2.5 seconds, but holy shit.
1: Yeah. So the name change is gonna even like just take a back burner. It's not even gonna be the most important thing about that team that's being talked about right now. That's so wild. we'll keep you guys posted. Like, holy, you know, anything, it, always make sure to check our Instagrams. Yeah. Uh, Football fans of NJ, we're always posting breaking news when we mm. get it. And um, wow. Yeah. I that.
0: Hi. I got like goosebumps. I'm, like, no, ner- I'm I nervous.
1: I know. I can't even be, get your head starts to really like. There's so
0: much stuff going around in my head right now. Like I couldn't I know. even,
1: I know. wow. All right. Well, after that, now let's get into our actual big stories of the week in football that we have planned that we do have details on. We are doing NFL quick hot topics to start with. Um, obviously, again, on Monday, the big news was that Washington announced that they will be retiring the Redskins nickname and the logo. On July 2nd, um, 87 investment firms. And shareholders had signed letters to Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo threatening to terminate relationships if the team didn't drop the racially insensitive name. Mm-hmm. Right now, Dan Snyder and, Rom- and again, I said Dan Snyder was never, I think it was a couple of seasons ago because they get, this gets brought up every single year with the Redskins. Yeah. It has been a very, very long time now. Uh, and I think it was a couple seasons ago where Dan Snyder was quoting the fact that, like, we will never, ever change this name. Well, never say never, is here we are. And now apparently Dan Snyder and Ron Rivera are working together on ideas for the new name.
0: Your head coach should have no say in this, in my yeah, opinion. It also
1: feels weird that he like that he would have a say considering the fact that he's never been with the team for a full season but
0: i don't care if this is like tom coughlin with the new york giants for a while like you have no say like it is your owners it is your the investors. Owners, the general manager yeah. I, the general manager even i'm questioning Maybe, yeah like, just
1: the owners
0: uh the owners and then you got to bring in your marketing department because those are experts on branding and things like that yeah. um yeah. but even that i know that i question that so so much like when yeah. i read that i know that it, no
1: yeah, I agree. They have boards.
0: Um, all NFL teams have board members, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. if, if someone's listening and I'm freaking wrong, they're all businesses, so think about that. That too makes decisions like that. You know, your head coach doesn't make a decision like that. Worry yeah. about the player. Worry about
1: the team. This I is- mean, I, I'm, I'm positive that the final decision is is not going to just be made by two people. I think they're going to no. have a room full of people to discuss this. Again, yeah, maybe, like you no. said, the marketing people. Um, Obviously the owners, the, the whole front yeah. office before final decision Literally, is made, like but everyone. these guys are the ones kind of getting together, racking their brains for ideas. Yeah. Um, wow. I would not want to be marketing for the friggin' yeah.
0: Redskins right now. I did or think it was-
1: do, do try and get a uh try and get a raise because your work is cut out for you
0: that doesn't happen in the marketing world. <laughs> um, I did think it was uh, quite ironic and I wouldn't call it funny because it's kind of like not funny, uh-huh. but they sent out the, the, the press release pretty much. It went out via email, via social, like that they were changing the name. And at the top right. of like the press release was the banner with the Reds, Washington Redskins and the logo. So people kind of like shot back at them and they were like, oh, let's, let's get this racist logo out one last time. Like, cause it, and I, I kind of, ag- from a marketing standpoint, I do agree with it. Like from a human being standpoint, I agree with it too. Like you're changing the name because it's clearly like very wrong and not okay. And you send out the press release saying that you're changing it because it's not okay. And you still put the logo, like just think, just think, yeah. think, think. Yeah. If you guys are hiring ahead of market. Like, please call me. Like I will, right. I'll be your CMO. <laughs>
1: And then this goes kind of with our ties into our poll question, asking people whether they think we're going to start the NFL on time. Another big question has been, are there going to be fans in the stadium? And Mm -hmm. even though the NFL has not made any kind of announcement or guidelines or protocol set just yet, um, some teams have already taken matters into their own hands. As they should. As they should. And, uh, The New England Patriots are just one of actually a few teams that are starting to do things now, but on Tuesday, New England. Had they have already announced that they will only host 20% which at their stadium capacity wise is approximately 13,000 fans. At Gillette Stadium uh, for home games this year tickets are being arranged in blocks of 10 seats or less. We did talk about the fact that maybe you know it will not be full capacity in only certain sections. Um, and obviously season ticket holders, they're going to have the first opportunity to purchase tickets, whatever is still available, which maybe nothing will end up going for sale um, to the public. And
0: they'll probably be super expensive too, no matter what stadium you go to, I think.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, or especially too, if you are a season ticket holder and, you know, want to sell a yeah. ticket, maybe you can sell it for more considering the fact that, yeah there's not many of them there's only gonna be thirteen thousand people at that stadium
0: i saw the most brilliant thing on twitter i tweeted it like two weeks ago and a a baseball fan tweeted it out go figure but it was like let's do this for baseball it was basically like a drive-in movie and they they use like the stadium parking lot and they they project it on the screen so everyone still gets to tailgate so i retweeted it and i go okay, dot, 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 but for football, not baseball.
1: And I got a lot of engagement on it. That is yeah. a super great idea. So, And I know we've
0: discussed this, just let us tailgate. If you're not gonna let us in the stadium, that's fine. Let us come and have our traditional
1: tailgate. <laughs> yeah, and to me, <laughs> I just thought about like, I just want to tailgate because I know a lot of people are able to bring televisions. A lot of people yeah. have to their tailgates. It's water. outdoors, you'll be You so can do suspended. it that way, but that makes it easier for everybody. Um, just up on the big screen. Fun, lo- fun little side facts for Saturday night. Today, I just bought uh, tickets to a drive-in movie theater. Ooh. like about 45 minutes away from my house. So I'm very excited about that. But that would be awesome. So, you yeah. know, drive-ins, drive-ins are making a comeback here in year 2020.
0: <laughs> they are. Um, and if worse comes to worse, my dad throws a mean driveway tailgate. So he does. He does. we he have won't. to do that every Sunday, September to January, I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. Just don't drink the
1: berries They're strong as hell. Don't. But the egg sandwiches are good. They're key. Clutch. All right. Um and then just as far as like this past week a couple of things have come out about guys uh you know re-signing with their teams, mm. getting extended contracts. I know today Derrick Henry signed a 4-year extension with the Tennessee Titans and mm. I don't know what the terms of that deal is. Just happened a couple hours ago. No um, Miles Garrett has closed in on a 5-year deal with the Cleveland Browns to go back, even Regardless of you know, obviously all that drama that surrounds has
0: money. me shaking my head. But that's for another yeah. Day. Um,
1: I, and again, I don't know now that it now that it is confirmed today what the money is. But yesterday when I was reading this, it was going to be a five-year deal worth up to 125 million. Which not only are we like okay with the fact that he had all this controversy around him, you know, obviously slamming his helmet over Mason. Rudolph. I'm not okay with me. But if that's the money that this contract ended up being, it's the highest contract for a player in the NFL that's not a quarterback. I mean, that's crazy.
0: But the that's, NFL just needs to get their,
1: like, even, priority. Even if or... he hadn't ever done that, I still don't think, like, I don't think Miles Garrett should be the highest non-quarterback. No, he shouldn't be. I mean he's yeah. great and I think he has a long, great future ahead of him. Uh, but that kind of surprised me when I when I read that headline on ESPN last night.
0: It just honestly, like I think the NFL just like has no idea what the, the freak they're doing. Like I just this this the, that this kills me. But
1: um it is what you know, it is. The Philadelphia Eagles, they're re signing guard Jason Peters to a one year deal worth up to six million. I mean, that that's a win for them. I mean it's Holy- Jason Peters. They- not a win for Jason Peters. He probably wishes yeah. he could go like get a better deal than that. Um, he's certainly worth it, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, and then you also have defensive tackle Chris Jones. He agreed to a four-year contract worth up to eighty-five millions to stay with the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, obviously, where they, yeah. Where do the Chiefs get this money? How are they paying all these superstars? Seriously. I don't I'll take some of that money. Eighty-five million Monopoly money. Like, what? What's happening
0: here? Yeah, like, uh, do they play with Monopoly money? Because, like, I'd love to. They have so much. How know. do we? How are they paying
1: everybody? They've like, got
0: hotels they- on Boardwalk. They've got like fifteen hotels on Boardwalk. No one's passing go. They're just landing on Boardwalk each time, and every NFL team is bankrupt. Yeah. And, and the
1: and and this is coming right after Mahomes just got the deal that he got. So I know whatever they're doing I, like, they, I, made like a, they
0: made like a like fund me page where it's like because you know the yeah, Kansas State chiefs fans they're crazy they love they are ride or die for that team they love them they're ro- coming off a of super bowl and they're just like you know what like
1: i'm gonna put i'm gonna empty my bank
0: account for them i, I wish that was, was a real that? thing
1: because if the giants could do a go fund me and I, can I, I don't get need. a better offensive line and i, I would have been doing it year after year after year yeah
0: I don't have my, I've got like $5 in my wallet, but I donate it to the New York Giants. I donate the Plaxico
1: Burris jersey off my back. Absolutely. That's what I'm wearing right now, by the way. People my my,
0: my mother would never donate the Plaxico Burris jersey off of her back. She
1: loves classic, that thing. Classic. Classic. All right, uh, yeah, but those are our NFL quick hot topics. And again, uh, I'm just intrigued to what we could possibly be reporting next week with the Washington Redskins. I don't even. Not don't only could we re- be reporting whatever this bombshell news story is, we can new name. I would imagine it's very possible we could be reporting the new name as well next they week. They can't. It might be a whole Washington Redskins. Yeah
0: honestly that oof. You, if you're in marketing for
1: that organization
0: buckle up and I give you like all of the I don't know the great things you
1: do and the yeah. juice and, and all the well wishes
0: I've never worked for an NFL team social media marketing but I'm in that world so I I feel yeah. for you so yeah buckle up get some sleep buckle up um get some good coffee. invest in some good coffee yeah. um so we're moving into our second topic of the week for football. And we do this every week. We're giving it to you until the season's right about to start. And yeah. we are discussing the AFC North tonight for best and worst a record case scenario. So you have the Baltimore yeah. Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the most interesting um, divisions yeah. of the league, in my opinion, year after year.
1: Won. I always, always love this division.
0: Because they're one of the ones that no matter how good the best are playing and how poor the worst are playing, they're gonna play each other the best. This division always has a a tie in there. Always year after this year. This division is usually, Actually last year they didn't have a tie, which I was really shocked about. But there's yeah. always a tie in there. Oh that's true. This is
1: also always. the division that uh Probably, I'd be willing to put money on this. Probably more than any other division have had instances where they've sent two teams from yep. the division to the playoffs. But, yeah. uh, so it's always the it's Steelers always-
0: and the Bengals for a while were going in together every single year, no matter how. Early- and, and the Ravens. Yeah. It,
1: sometimes it was, thr- you know, Ravens, Steelers, and Bengals. They were constantly in the mix yeah. for a while there. Mm.
0: Browns, where are you at? All right, so let's go into that. So let's start with um, the Baltimore Ravens. uh, Best and worst case scenario, what do you have?
1: So um, best case scenario, I have 14 and two. Nope, last year's record, I agree with you. I mean, this was, even though they did not reach uh, the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. right? they still people still could have considered them to be the best team in the NFL. Absolutely. It was truly astounding. Uh, 14 and two. I I don't see why they would be taking a step back. Um, And I'm going 14 and two because whenever I, whenever I do these division breakdowns, I kind of, before I look at the rest of their schedule, I, I try to think about what I could picture them doing within their division. And obviously you play six division games. It's very possible, in their best case scenario, that the Baltimore Ravens could go six and zero in their division. It's possible,
0: or those two losses are
1: coming from their division. Right, that's possible as well. And <laughs> like you said, they do they do play close. But my best case scenario for them is they they could possibly go undefeated in their division. My worst case scenario for this team, which is, I can only wish to have a worst case scenario like this, but I have them at ten and six.
0: Yeah. And I actually, I gave them uh more of a benefit, um, at worst case scenario with 12 and four. So, um, and again, if that was my worst case. Scenario. Imagine, imagine what a day, what a life. What a,
1: oh God. what a life Must you live.
0: Must be nice. Must be nice. But it's funny because I remember us playing this last year and I actually in one of the, I didn't do it for this time but in one of the records I did throw a tie or two of the records I threw a tie in because obviously. this division is like known for tying. It's usually yeah. the Steelers and the Browns. Like, like they a love, nine, like a nine, nine tie. They love to tie each other. Like it's yeah. just known across the league. Um, all right. So let's move into the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously going to be a very hot team to watch, um, this season with, uh, getting a uh, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, Andy Dalton's gone, gone to the wind. Um, so, Having that, so with that said, what do you have best and worst case scenario for
1: them? So, best case scenario for the Bengals, and I think they could um, they could pick up some wins in the division. You know, it's it's possible. So, Absolutely. best case scenario, I'm going six and ten, and I know I that did. doesn't Same sound thing. great. No, I no, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound it great. Let's not well, forget people, they had the number one pick in the NFL draft. They year. also
0: had they were at a two and fourteen record last they, year. They were
1: two and fourteen. They that's were the big. worst team in football last year. And six and ten, I think Joe Burrow's gonna be phenomenal for I them. Agree. But regardless, this is a team that went two and fourteen last year and he is a rookie. And mm-hmm. so there are gonna be growing pains. Yeah. And I think if Joe Burrow can lead them to a six and ten record, that's a success. Things are yeah that's a six, that's a win in my book things yeah. are things are looking up for that franchise I, I agree some time. my worst case scenario for this team is 3 and 13
0: I uh, we are identical across the board All here right, so I right. think it's the same thing yeah and i just want um I really and I've said this multiple times as much as you know Joe Burrow is obviously quarterback for LSU so a little I'm actually wearing Alabama gear tonight so it's ironic um so it's like
1: Joe Burrow though it's like and I
0: don't it's and that's the thing he's one. we talk about this all the time like you have your favorite players on your favorite team you have other players you like to watch but there's always those guys in the league that like you're, it's so exciting to watch them. It's like, it just makes you, you, that's why you love football. That's why you get up every Sunday and you watch the NFL, like we've been watching it for like almost 30 years. Like that's why he's one of those guys that I just know I'm going to love watching him yeah. in years to come. I um, can't wait. Yeah, so but I just want people to realize though, that the Bengals are not a good team and he's not bringing you to the Super Bowl. Let's not do a, a Cleveland Browns bandwagon for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. If they finish best case scenario six and 10, that'll be a huge success for your organization and you should be beyond thrilled.
1: That, that yeah, is it, it's, year, it's year one with Joe Burrow, so therefore, in my opinion, it's year one of the Redskins rebuild. So Absolutely. That, that's what this is.
0: All righty, so we are now going to the Cleveland Browns. Best, worst, can the best, worst case scenario?
1: What do you got? So I do want to say that I'm actually leaning towards more towards my best case scenario for this team. And I know we're not. Mine's we very. Be, we used to like the Browns when they were bad, and we were like, "Come on, Browns, Let's do well." There. Now they're like um, pissing me off. They're on my bad. with time. things happen with Odell not a huge baker fan wow. like this
0: that third miles garrett like i'm mad i'm over i'm oh, over it i'm over right.
1: it i'm over that but, um and then i also want to say that somebody i think it was a show or two ago somebody had asked a question uh for our show about who we thought surprise teams were going to be this year and i gotta say after looking at their schedule i think the browns are going to be one of them and I, I don't like saying it but I'm just being real. Yeah. My best case scenario for them which I think is more what they will finish at is 9 and 7. My worst case scenario for them is 6 and 10. And I'm going to tell you real quick why. Wow. No, I'm I'm all ears, Katie. Listen. They could definitely get shut out by by the Ravens. Yes. They could potentially shut out the Bengals. Yeah. They could probably, they'll probably split with the Steelers. They'll tie. But then they have very winnable games in their schedule. Like yeah. if, if I'm playing for the Browns and I'm looking at the schedule, I'm like, this should be a win. This should be a win. This should be a win. They have very winnable games against the Washington Redskins, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry to say it, but the New York Giants and the New York Jets. That's five games right there. Yeah. That they should on paper probably win. Okay. So that's why I, that's my backup for my, my answer.
0: Yeah. And I agree with you.
1: Um I, I just didn't realize, I didn't realize I had such an easy schedule. So when I saw it, I was like this could sneakily be a okay. good team this year just because their opponents aren't that strong. Which is like pisses me off because a like year after
0: year, the Giants can go 0 and 16 and still have the hardest record, the have- hardest the hardest schedule next season. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like the NFL loves to give the Giants like the hardest schedule every year. So like yeah. that pisses me off. I do I do agree with you. I guess I'm just not well, it looks good on paper. I just, to me, I just, I don't see it
1: happening live. It's going to depend on Baker Mayfield too. Oh, absolutely. That's what it comes down to. Yeah.
0: Um. And like, and 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 maybe like I'm kind of like, yeah. I don't know, like later on, like we're gonna we're gonna play a game and like maybe the Browns come into play there. But like for best case scenario, I'm gonna give them five and eleven, and worst case scenario, I'm giving them four and twelve. It's it's right. Rough. When I look at this division, though, um, I just—I don't know. I just don't. It's funny. Like I could literally just put the Ravens like on a pedestal and take all yeah. three teams and under and just be like, they kind of suck.
1: Well, I think I think we can both agree that the Browns are better than the Bengals.
0: They are, but I am, and again, I'm, I'm not hopping on a bandwagon for Joe Burrow. I'm not by any means, nor anyone should. I just, I think the Cleveland Browns have been handed their Joe Burrow over the past two, three seasons, and they haven't done anything with it. Yeah. I think the Bengals will be not a complete opposite of that, but a, a better version of that. Yeah. If well, that makes sense. If well, my Joe, ramble ramble makes sense.
1: Joe Burrow is is one person for the Bengals, and I feel like there's not a lot of playmakers on the Bengals. Right. Whereas the Browns, I feel like there's a ton of playmakers. But and where has built on one person? But the most right. important person is your question. Mark. But I feel right. like if Baker can get everything together, he has so many weapons and so many playmakers but They've that. been handed these weapons and these playmakers year after
0: year, and we just haven't seen anything from well, not it. So after, this could be year the year. year. More recently, though. More recently. So maybe this year is the year. So yeah. maybe we've all been dragged by this train bandwagon. that's that is going on and on. And they're just dragging us at this yeah. point. Maybe this is the year.
1: That. I just think it's totally realistic that the Cleveland Browns can finish second in the division. It's totally attainable, in my opinion.
0: I, and I don't think it's unrealistic. I yeah. just, I enjoy to spice things up a bit. Yeah. Play devil's advocate. And so we're finishing off with what used to be the best team in this division. Our house. Let's not forget that two years in a row they won Super Bowl. Like, let's, like, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, what happened? (laughs) Like It's, like, one of those, like, when they, like, look at childhood stars and, like, where are they now? That's how I vision the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because it's not that they're, like, awful, like, awful, awful, but for them and for their franchise, they're kind of awful, awful.
1: Well, what what has happened is the fact that there are no more um, killer bees. You had yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, the, you had Antonio Brown, you had Le'Veon Bell. Those were their killer bees, and and they might be doing God knows what now, but you didn't really yeah. fix it within your organization. You, you lost you lost two of them, right? Two out of three, and then Ben Roethlisberger was injured. He's coming to the tail end of his career, coming yeah. off an injury. This is the biggest question mark team in the division, in my opinion. They're the hardest to predict. Are we going to see the Steelers that we're kind of used to seeing and competing in that division? Or is this the downfall? Like, is this like Ben Roethlisberger is going to be on his way out? And this is, you know, they're going to have to be in a rebuild situation. But it's so hard to predict which way it's going to go. That at my best case, I have 10 and 6. And at my worst case, case, I have 6 and 10. Cause it's going to go one, it's, it's gonna dramatically going to go, one way, gonna go yeah. one way or the other. And I just yeah. don't know what it's going to do.
0: Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close with you. Um, I just, I did, you know, my best and worst are very close. Um, cause I think they're just kind of, kind of be like a flat line this season. It, it could go either way, but either okay. way is really not going to help them. Um, so I have best case scenario, nine and seven and worst case scenario, eight and eight. And I know some you could be listening to our podcast right now and being like, damn, like I'd love my team to finish nine and seven. I'd love my team to finish eight and eight. <laughs> Listen, Katie and I are one of them. I gave the Giants a best case scenario eight and eight last week. So I but this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like yeah. There's of course the Giants in their times have had times where they're powerhouses
1: and of course they've usually been consistent for very
0: a very long consistent time. and whether they're not, if they're not first in the division they're still going to make it to the playoffs as second in the division. Yeah. They just have yeah. always had a very strong team, um, playmakers left and right and just have been a powerhouse of a franchise. Um, so you're, think, this was
1: very hard to pick. I think safe, correct. I think the safe pick is kind of going in the middle of mine and going to one of your predictions. This could definitely be. I could see this being an eight and eight team.
0: Yeah, and it's not. It's weird because like eight and eight for the Steelers is like, wow, what's it's happening? A disappointment. What's yeah, happening it's a disappointment. to them? Yeah. But with this division, they could very well end end up eight and eight and actually be second in the division. <laughs> so yeah, that's sad, so possible but it's but it's as well the way i picked it they are second in the division so
1: <laughs> all right well those are our record predictions for the afc north again uh we do this every week and next week that will mean we'll be with the nfc north so yeah we have the lions we have the packers we have the vikings and we have the bears and the bears thank you that's why I'm blanking. The bears. The um, bears. But yes, thank you, thank you. So NFC North next week, and now we're going to get into our big story of the week in the world of Housewives. Um, this first story is about a famous Housewives ex-hubby. It's they're talking about Gus. David Bedore and his fiancée, they are pregnant with their Ugh. first gross. child like, together. So, There's a, there, you know what?
0: You move on. You cheat on your wife. You move on. You whatever. You don't have a yeah. child.
1: I can't. It's just, I can't. Yeah. I can't so I let's can't. get into the details of this. Um, on Thursday, people exclusively confirmed that David's fiancée, Leslie Cook, is pregnant with their first child together. Now- Like, do they plan yes, this? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. So, because to me- David is 55 years old his fiance is 36 so that's like almost a 20 year age difference by the way I don't know if people know that or not but he's fifty five um David David has three daughters with his ex Shannon right so yeah. it's like, not like he missed the kids wagon if he ever oh. wanted to get on and their
0: eldest daughter's like 18 so right like, right their
1: daughters are older teenagers at uh, one's 18 or nineteen and then you have a uh, Lindsay, this baby is going to be her third kid. I don't know how old her other two are, but it's not like they missed out on this part of their life. You know what I mean? That's what fact- I
0: originally thought. She's 36. So I thought maybe she found a man, wants to
1: have a baby. Right. What the hell is the so there's already be? five. There's already five kids between the no. two of them. Like this was not necessary in my opinion. I, so I have no idea whether or not this was planned it or not. It had to be. I can't. But the couple announced their engagement in January after almost three years of dating. David and Shannon, obviously, they divorced in 2017. It was a really ugly divorce. We covered it a lot on this show and in our very humble beginnings on the real football fans of New Jersey back in 2017. Our humble beginnings. And, uh, and yeah, Shannon and David were married for 17 years and, and things turned ugly and things turned ugly between the kids that they do share together. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe David wants like a, like a reboot, like a, like another chance at fatherhood, because I'm not sure their children love him so much anymore. Um, Caitlin is frozen, but I'm going to continue. But yeah, so I, I don't know if this is not regardless whether we like him or not. Oh, and she's unfrozen. Regardless of whether we like David or not, uh, I guess I wish his fiance well with her pregnancy. And, and who knows? I'm kind of interested to see how Shannon, if she shannon has moved on as well you know obviously she's yeah but she's
0: not gonna have a kid with this guy you know she's
1: not going to i'm just saying like i'm curious if she's gonna have any kind of comment about it but at the same time she just might not might not care she's moved on with her life as well and
0: she's moved uh, on very healthy like david bedore looks disgusting he's got like long gray greasy hair i don't know what this 36 listen 36 is like the new 25. Like I know 36 year olds that are like snatched, looking good, whether they're moms, whether they're dating, whether they're single, like they look good. Like I know I put a lot of pressure on myself as a 28 year old to get my life moving. But like, I'm telling you like 35, 36, like a lot of these girls, like they know what they're doing. Like, so like, what is this girl doing with a 55 year old slime ball and having a baby with him, a baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. A child a child whatever I know people move at different paces but like you're absolutely correct they already have kids in the mix there's children there right let someone
1: else have a child seriously come on like at 55 and 36 it's like okay and you have grown children it's like okay I'm cool to like let them grow into adults in a couple years and then it's just the two of us like now you have to
0: like I don't know. I just—I'm not going to get into it. I'm not a parent. I'm not, you know, in a relationship. I can't make, you know, I'm i can't do anything like that. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But like to me, this just doesn't seem like the most, like—I don't know—beneficial thing. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anything for that matter. So yeah. it is what it is. Yep. All right, moving into our second story of the week for housewives, and this one's a spicy meatball because we yeah. saw. One of these old housewives on a show, an episode two weeks ago. But former New York Housewives Jill Zarin calls Dorinda Medley vile post-feud that they had so like they were just together on the halloween episode of real right. houses in new york which is two weeks ago jill did make an appearance i know mm-hmm. it made some people happy i was happy to see her you know she didn't have a huge
1: part in the show she didn't really say much right, but right, right. It was good to see oh her. somebody there was like a funny meme where it was like Wow. You're going to disrespect an OG like that because apparently, and I didn't catch this, but apparently when Jill like first appeared on TV in that episode, it said like Jill. And then underneath it said (laughs) Luann's friend.
0: Wait, I think I texted you that. Did you? Did you say that? Said, I think, not a meme. I think I said, like, that's so funny. Oh, They're really? Her, Louie, Lou well, friend. The meme was,
1: like, the disrespect. She was an OG, <laughs> and it was just, like, Luann's friend.
0: Well, because they did that on New Jersey, too, when Ramona came to Melissa's party. Yes, yes. <laughs> Melissa's friend. <Ramona> <laughs> so funny i think i said that honestly yeah that's so funny but bravo does that shit like all the time hilarious funny all right so um, during a recent live stream with elise which you know we don't we're over it um jill slammed dorinda calling her vile and insists that she kept her from attending the cat the trip to the berkshires right um so there is a quote on the back i'm gonna read it real quick from jill I wanted to go that weekend up to Dorinda's house. I'm glad I didn't, because I think it would have been bad for me. But I wanted to, and Dorinda blocked me. She was very mean to me at the party that night, at the Halloween party, what I just mentioned before. And I said, I can't do this. She was so mean to me. I said, you know, Dorinda, did I do something to you? You've been very mean to me. And she goes, bravo, bravo, bravo. We're not doing this on the show. You're just using me to get on the show. So okay you know what
1: like let's just think about the context of this though she's talking about the fact that she didn't go to the berkshires because dorinda was so mean to her at that halloween party and i believe it because dorinda was on another level at that halloween party of just we all obviously all saw her go off on ramona and just literally stand up in front of everybody and just call her out and so she was on another level of like you're not messing with me tonight like we're calling everybody on their bullshit so this was not a great night to have any kind of conflict with Dorinda Medley. And and Jill could have just been caught in the crosshairs in this one. Like, it could have been nothing. And she just, you know, yeah, unfortunately, wrong place at the wrong time. And maybe just took something however away. I don't know. She could have honestly done nothing. Yeah. And Dorinda could have just been generally, like, pissed off. And, you know, who was ever in her line of sight was going to get ripped apart
0: well i think that the crew is in a great job with everything that dorinda's done so if we if something happened i feel like we would have saw it because then i we moving on like Jill insisted that Dorinda felt threatened by her potential return because Tinsley was gone. I haven't heard a lick of that across any. This is yeah. the first time I'm ever hearing about that. Um, and that Luann wanted her to come back full time. But Jill claimed she didn't wish to return. You're going to Florida for the winter, yada, yada. She can't do any of that. But still, like, this is – no, I, I – I, It was good to see, um, you know, Jill had her ups and downs with, you know, being on the show. It's like you liked her sometimes, you didn't like her other times. And her and Bethany got into the feud. You took Bethany's side, most likely. But, like, I never saw on any tabloid, on any account that I follow, that there was a potential that Jill was returning because Tinsley was leaving. There was always the rumor that Tinsley was leaving. So this makes me question that. And then I also question, too, like – Okay, Jill, you were on one episode because of Luann. I guess you guys are still friends. Like, that's news to me also as well. Like, I, you were on one episode, the Halloween episode. Like, so you just assumed after that that Dorinda would invite you to the Berkshires. The biggest plot of every New York Housewives season is the Berkshires. Literally, yeah. was the Hamptons and it was the Berkshires. So you think you're- I was surprised Elise was invited. Why the hell was Elise invited? Get her off the show. Get her off.
1: Um, for me like i don't i never loved jill i never hated jill do i think that what, would i be happy if i ever heard that she's coming back to the show i don't really want her back on the show i just don't think what I, like i found like after jill left right and she's made like these itty bitty like appearances in yeah. the seasons to follow i thought her most interesting storyline post her leaving was, like, her and Bethany when, like, Bobby died and her yes. and Bethany reconnected. I was like, ooh, I'm interested in seeing this. Like, yeah. I, I want to know what happens. But now that Bethany's out of the picture, like, there's nothing about Jill's no. life or her story that she could bring to the show that I really care about. So I don't I don't need Jill back on the show. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But – um really
0: it, though. So I just yeah. – It's kind of a <sighs> – They've all been taking to like live and doing all this stupid shit yes. on social media because obviously we're home, like they're not filming right now, so like they're just like talking shit about each other, you know, on live things. So it's it's right. more common now that we're getting a lot of this like drama, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I thought, it, I think this is just kind of like random
1: in my opinion, like, did you really have a feud- I have to say, though, and I've, and I've been saying this to you a lot uh, so far this season, I do predict that Dorinda is going to get torched at this reunion.
0: I guess. It's gonna I think be virtual, she's though, she's so. been on another
1: level of just, like, I love her. She's my favorite housewife of all yeah. time. She's been on another level of just being mean to people. And I think that the fans are really going to call her out. I think the other women... I think Andy, just on reading questions that fans have, I think she's going to get torched a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, honestly, if it's like the past couple of reunions where they make it into a three-parter, I might not make it to part three. It's too much for me, but we do have to accept that it will be a virtual reunion. Um, so that's going to be different for all of us. Um, I did like how Atlanta turned out, it actually turned out to be a good reunion, but those women, you know, they, they tell like it is and they're very straightforward. A lot of the other franchises are very catty and ah! <laughs> so I don't know how I'm going to take New York on a,
1: a Zoom call. We shall find out. We shall- <laughs> Um, but anyways, those are our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. Let's get into our game. This is playing off of a game that we played last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, our game tonight is called that running back one, two punch. So like last week, we did this with wide receivers. Um, we're going to take a look, a look across the league at each team's running back position and decide which five teams have the best running back one, two punch and which five teams have the worst running back one, two punch? So you're not looking at these guys individually. You're looking at them collectively. Who, you know, each team, who's their top back, who's their second back. Um, and there's this is definitely, you know, I think wide receivers was a little bit easier to oh go. Oh my through. God. It was so much easier. Running backs, I think people who play fantasy football can speak for this. There's a lot more wide receivers that are good yeah running backs that are good in the league um but we'll we'll rock through this we'll start with our best five I did put mine in order did you my
0: best five yes I put it in order
1: so let's do this together let's kick it off with our our number one spot who is your best running back one two punch in the league
0: um, and I, So I am going to go with the Carolina Panthers. So obviously it's not your individual guy, but to have a guy like Reggie Bonafon, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, uh, Bonafon, Bonafon. Sorry, I'm bad. Um, to back up a guy like Christian McCaffrey, it's it's a one-two punch. I think that's Gosh. the
1: not a huge fan of you putting this on your list because I have no freaking idea who that other Mm -hmm. guy is. Obviously I'm Christian McCaffrey, but who Mm -hmm. the hell is the other guy to me? They're not in my top five. They're probably not in my top. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's
0: fair. So I did a lot of research. I was reading a lot of articles I was like doing a lot of stuff. And especially today too, with the Derrick Henry, um, the deal, everything like that. Um, Christian McCaffrey is held on such a high pedestal because of how much the Panthers use him. They actually have a pretty decent depth at the running back, um, like, position. They just, they, they use him so much to a point where they might actually even overuse Christian McCaffrey. So if something were to happen, God forbid, knock on wood, like, would never want that to happen to him as an individual player or for that organization. Um, they do have, like, the substance to back it up. So, like, as I was reading, as I read more into the detail of Derrick Henry today, like, that that just makes more sense. Like, connects it a lot more. Like, you know him as the all-star, but but it's, they, it, they drive so much into him. When Saquon Barkley got hurt last season, like, there was a couple guys, like, that were, you know, no names. Like, it, it wasn't like a, oh, who's this random guy that we're going to throw mean, into I mean, running back right here. When
1: Capri got hurt, I would say, who the hell is this no-name random guy I've never heard of?
0: But that, I mean, it's not... I mean, I knew who his name yeah, was. Again, you have to look at them as
1: a package deal. No,
0: that's what I am
1: doing, and that's I know, what I, I am know, saying. I don't think – they did not make my list because I don't think it's a package deal. I think Christian McCaffrey is expected on that team, like you said, to do 95% of the work, and if he went out, I would have no idea who this guy was or what he's ever done. Like, And I, and I checked stats. So whatever he did, I wasn't impressed by because he didn't make my list. But to me, my number one, bar none, not even close for me, I'm going to Cleveland Browns with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I don't even have, like, on other guys, I have little stats to back it up. I felt like this Mm -hmm. was easily number one spot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: number two, who do you have on your list? I'm going with the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. So again, um, two well-known names, very, very pleased with the two of them. Um, and yeah, I just, I honestly, you're the stack girl. I just go in with what I, my, my gut feeling for these people.
1: You know what? And that's a good one. And a number two on my list. And again, I feel like, I feel like as I look through my list of my five, a lot of it had to do with okay, is the second running back on the team? Could he potentially be a number one running back on another team? Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, this is the case with, with my number two team here, with the Denver Broncos, with Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah. Melvin Gordon is joining the Denver Broncos. He was the number one running back uh, for the Chargers Phenomenal player usually is is posting over a thousand rushing yards every season. He missed four games last year, so he only had six hundred and twelve rush yards, but he did have eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And Philip Lindsay, he went over a thousand rushing yards uh, with seven touchdowns. Now take these two guys, my second best running back, one two punch, and you pair them with a with young receivers with Courtland Sutton and Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. and what I think is going to be a good young quarterback and Drew Locke. And this again was one of my surprise teams that I talked yeah. about the Broncos. They could be on the up and up. So mm-hmm. they have playmakers
0: playmakers.
1: All right. Who do you have as number three on your list?
0: So I did mention this earlier in the episode um, while I was giving the Cleveland Browns, probably absolutely no, no benefits this season. Um, coming in at number three, I do have what Katie had mentioned for it. Number one, uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's yeah. you. It's yeah, again, that's a
1: scenario where Kareem
0: Hunt is a starting running back on a lot of the other teams. Absolutely, yeah. um, and I we're, and we're a huge Nick Chubb fans. So he and yeah. he's a guy that you know he gets you excited. Like came out as a rookie, was absolutely outstanding, and you know he's. I assume that he'll be a Cleveland Brown for life. I wouldn't give that up if he, I had Nick Chubb. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, Great so. Is one of those guys that that gets you excited. But as you just said,
1: Kareem Hunt gets a lot of people excited too. And he could be your number one. So yeah, uh, number three on my list is someone you've already mentioned. So I have the New Orleans Saints. I have Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Um Kamara missed two games last year. Yeah, a little bit of a choiry year, but again, he he racks up the stat board in all yeah. in receptions as well. So both of these guys are great because they're great running backs, but they can also catch and get a lot of receiving yards. Um, Kamara had five touchdowns, 797 yards. Murray had 637 rush yards and five touchdowns. They played together on the same team last year. So mm-hmm. they're collecting these stats and sharing um, sharing the workload, right? Alec Kamara yeah. more so. So the fact that they're both putting up those kind of numbers shows that they're a phenomenal, like, two-headed monster for that New Orleans Saints team. Yeah. All right, number four, who do you have? I'm pouring more
0: wine because I feel like I'm not confident in any of my picks now. So.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's-, it's I, I like them. The, that first one, I just, it was the only one.
0: I kind of like to, you know, my actually, my fifth pick will actually maybe throw some people. Up, my fifth pick is my only one that's a little bit- I might throw people some up, but I actually have backup for my fifth. But for my fourth, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys with
1: Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, so. As I sit my All right. <laughs> um number my four holiday my, board. Number four on my list. Uh, I'm going with a veteran running back who I feel is constantly underrated and I'm pairing him actually with a rookie. Oh, <gasps> we might oh <gasps> I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh no. <laughs> I was like- this, this is either, a great I pick awesome. I know yeah <laughs> I might have another rookie on my list coming up so but this one I'm going with uh Baltimore Ravens I'm going with Mark Ingram and so Dobbins so Ingram I feel and, and I've been Roll guilty. Time. I have mm-hmm. been guilty of this as well mm-hmm. uh in not realizing the kind of numbers that Mark Ingram puts up you after so year. Good. He is totally underrated he What is it
0: a- with my Bama boys at running back that just get underrated here? I know, I know.
1: I get it. So he had over a thousand rush yards yeah. last year, ten touchdowns, and again, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. Not only did he have ten rushing touchdowns, he had five receiving touchdowns. He had fifteen total touchdowns on the year. Yeah, he's getting older, and he's still producing at which such is high so up. crazy
0: to say the phrase. He's getting older. To me, Mark Ingram is still like two seasons in like that's how i
1: know I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and then i'm pairing him with jk dobbins um dobbins he was the second no he was yes he was drafted in the second round at number pick number 55 and i don't know i just kind of expect big things from him and the fact that the baltimore ravens like jk dobbins was one of the first couple of running backs off the board mm-hmm. in the draft and the Baltimore Ravens didn't even need a running back. You know they have Mark Ingram. So the fact that you just added one of the best yeah. draft running backs to pair with a guy who's already clutch for you, to me, that makes the list for me. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? All right. So, well, I know I did. No, did you do number four? Yes. I did. Yes. Okay. Number five on your list. You said this could possibly be a little bit of a surprise. It could be not a
0: surprise, but maybe a a bit like, you know, like I could have put in, like, I didn't put Mark Ingram. It's not Mark Ingram. Like I could have put him in this spot, but I didn't. But I did make the comment three seconds ago that like, why do a lot of my Bama boys get overlooked? Um, And I am going with Tennessee with Derrick Henry and a rookie running back of Darrington, I hope that's correct. Evans he is a rookie running back and a lot of what people are saying is that okay Derrick Henry is completely underrated in my opinion and it pisses yeah. me off year after year we Well, this year people have finally started to catch up But even after the deal today, I know we did not go about it uh go into it in detail on this episode because it just recently happened what I was reading on Twitter prior to this and I have to look at numbers, I have to look at I need to look at all the details. So many people are saying that he could have easily walked away from this, that he is worth so much more, and I feel that pisses me off because not only do analysts and at least people underrate him at the at this point as the Tennessee Titans, he is your star.
1: Like Derrick Henry your is your course. star. He is your first your person. Ryan Tannehill and you I don't have don't want to no one else. Away from what Ryan Tannehill did last year, but it was kind of like you know how Derrick Henry is your guy. You know how we talk about Ryan magic, How sometimes Ryan Fitzpatrick just pulls a little bit of magic out of his hat. Yeah. I feel like Ryan Tannehill just happened to pull a little bit of magic. Yeah, out Yeah, like he's not the long term answer at
0: quarterback. No. He's not. So like literally Derrick Henry is your guy. So I'm gonna place him in here because a lot of what I was reading was that this rookie running back is going to be his guy.
1: So I forget who it was last season, something, Dion? Dion Lewis, who's now with the New York Giants. Okay. Oh, he's at the Giants now? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's the one-two punch with Saquon Barkley.
0: That's not wow. a back one-two punch. It's not, but everyone said that that was not good for the Tennessee Titans. It didn't work with Derrick Henry. It wasn't good and everything like that. A lot of what I'm reading is that this kid coming in is going to be that answer. And listen, we don't know what the answer is going to be come September 10th. But if I was reading it, and again, like Derrick Henry to me is just, oh, God. And I know you have to look at it as a whole, but again, I – some head turners here. I'm going to give you this head turner for number five with the Tennessee Titans.
1: I might, people might think that I have a head turner for five. I thought it was really hard to pick my fifth team on this list. Um, but I am going with a guy who's the number one back, who I think will reach more of his potential this season. And I'm pairing him again with another rookie running back. So I'm going with the Kansas city chiefs in Damian Williams and Clyde Edwards, helaire
0: I got really um, nervous because I have two rookies on my worst case scenario, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Is no, you gonna... okay. I, I know. was like, it's... "No, I thought you were gonna pick for so... <laughs> your was... best." That
1: wasn't my worst. No, I definitely have some rookies on my worst. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Williams, he missed five games last year to get, due to injury. Still had 500 rush yards, um, yeah. five rushing to touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns right. overall. Um, Edward Haller, he's coming out of LSU. He was the first running back off the draft Oh goal. God! Only running back taken in the first in the first round. He was the last pick in the first round he's by good. the Chiefs. Um, and I feel as though Damian Williams, if he can reach his potential, paired with the number one running back coming out of this class, in that kind of offense, yeah, I think anybody, no matter what position they are in that offense, should be able to excel in that system and so I'm like almost giving them the benefit of the doubt like it's like it's a project pick yeah my number five
0: spot I think that's great I thought it was interesting too so I know like last week you know you had mentioned a couple people that were like honorable mention and stuff this is not by means an honorable mention um, but as I was doing my research like article after article like rankings after rankings did I not see the New York Jets topping lists everywhere? And I was just like, I understand like Le'Veon Bell. Like I, and like when he was on point last season, like he did some good things. Yeah. I just don't, I just can't, I would put the New York Giants in over the New York Jets. I just can't. I,
1: know, I think the New York Giants and the New York Jets would actually probably make my top 10 list. I think that they do as yeah. both of those franchises have struggled for, you know, a while now. I, I do believe with Saquon Barkley and Dion Lewis and uh, Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore, I think those, a lot of teams yeah. are really ecstatic with a dynamic duo like that.
0: Yeah, I just, Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our worst. Uh, I don't know if you did, but I did put mine in order. Mine are in no particular
1: order. Okay, so so it's, hard, it's hard to put the worst in order, to be honest. Let, let's start with you. Just in, you have no order to it. Give me your first team on on your list.
0: I have the Philadelphia Eagles and Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. So I have no idea who Boston Scott is. Um. <laughs> I know, Boston, and I'm being completely transparent with
1: so our whole fan base. I'm just being honest. The Eagles' running back position uh, last year just went constantly. Everybody went down due to injury, so oh, yeah. you did start. That to whole team, back. I feel, just went down. You big. start to learn more about the, their running backs on their team because yeah. guys were having to fill in. So I have heard of Boston Scott before. Um, And, but by all means, they're not on my list. Mm -hmm. However, I did read another article that did basically exactly what we're doing in ranking, you know, these one, two punches. And they did have the Philadelphia Eagles at number 32. They had them in last place in the entire league. So they were definitely like my honorable mention too.
0: It's the team. It's one of those teams where, like, we're when we do a lot of the research, we do a lot of these games, and we're looking at things. It's, like, when you think of the Eagles, like, it's just, like, you're trying to find, like, that one, like – like, we looked at, like, wide receivers, and it's, like, your tight end is your top wide receiver. Like, you're looking for that, that – all-star offensive person and you can't put the line together like it's not yeah. your quarterback it's
1: not your wide receiver it's not your running back like who is really like your Listen, guy I, I had mentioned this too where our our buddy justin from the talking giants podcast mm-hmm. had mentioned on his instagram that he thinks that the eagles could, this could be a year that the eagles really slip and it wouldn't surprise me because they don't have playmakers we did this right. last five receivers they were on our list of worst wide receiver duos. Here they are showing up on the worst right. running back duos. They do not have weapons. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Who you got
0: is your worst. Your what do you
1: worst? think? I start with the absolute worst.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. My absolute worst running back duo in the NFL is the Los Angeles Rams.
0: They are on my list. And surprisingly, they are at number five listed on my list, but I don't have a particular order. So (laughs)
1: So, um, the running back duo, just in case- It's not good. People probably don't know what it is. I, I,
0: people, okay, listening to our podcast right now, if you sincerely know like this duo, like you knew them, everything like that, without Google, without Twitter,
1: I, I- Please, I will Venmo you $5 if you could prove it. And granted, there's a reason for this because, you know, Todd Gurley used to be the guy. And right. Todd Gurley is now gone. He's not the, the guy. guy. He's so not now there. Now the number one guy on your depth chart is Daryl Henderson Jr. I didn't know who he was. Can I get a sure. WTF from people Fair in the back? Because he was actually a rookie last year. So. Right. You have Daryl Henderson Jr. Who's and we a, had
0: instances of that last week. Yeah. When, but actually, some like more positive instances where it was a
1: right, you any, a positive one. Any time when I see somebody, you know, th- my radar is up when I see somebody who's your number one, right. who's only going into their second season. Right, your second guy is a rookie, and your rookie's good. I think he's going to be good. Yes, kids, right, mm-hmm. and. Henderson, by the way, Daryl Henderson, he did, I I did want to check like some stats. I know that he was not their main back. They had Todd. Right. They played 13 games and he had 147 rush yards and zero touchdowns. Obviously his workload is going to be different, but (laughs) no no one on the podcast can see my face, but it's just like. It could still. It's probably going to be a fifty-fifty workload. If not, he might get less touches than a rookie like Cam Akers. I think there's more potential with him. He could turn um, into the number one at this point. He to Be was, honest, he was the fourth running back overall taken in the draft. He was taken in the second round, number fifty-two overall, and he could definitely like leapfrog Daryl Henderson here as the number one back for the team. But overall, this is my worst. This is yeah. my worst hero. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: why don't you read me another one off your list because we clearly shared that one.
1: Okay. All right. Um, my second worst, funny speaking about Mr. Todd Gurley, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I have Todd Gurley and Ito Smith.
0: I don't have them on my list, but when I was, it's funny because I was reading like everything and I was just like, damn Falcons just disappoint me left and right now. Well, listen. He hasn't Todd- even stepped foot on your freaking field yet
1: it, it's pretty crazy to have
0: and it's a, already a disappointment for me
1: yeah it's pretty crazy to have a team on this list where your number one running back is Todd Gurley I mean if you had told me this three years ago two three years ago I would have been like you're crazy he's the best back in the league yeah right? it would be like saying today like oh Saquon's like he's physically. the worst
0: yeah no but,
1: even though Todd Gurley, if you look at his numbers last year, he, he's still produced for the Rams, but he's fizzling out. There's something with Todd Gurley. I don't know if it's like secret injuries that we don't know about or whatever, but he's going downhill. And again, you Smith is somebody that I don't know who you are. I have no idea who you are. So to me, this was a, not a great duo to have on your team. All right. Um, uh, you want to give us one <clears throat> sure um let's go with the miami dolphins
0: with jordan howard and matt breeda
1: but see here's the thing and i and i get it they're not on my list but i love matt breeda as your second back like if matt Breida's is your second back i think that's great but if you if love you him as first, your second, <laughs> second that's phenomenal that's that's what bothers me you love him as your second
0: why yeah. isn't he here for it just it, and it's the same thing with the Miami Dolphins. Like there is no one on that team that stands out. That's like, hello, I'm the person that's taking this organization maybe to like one win this season. Like there is no one
1: there. This is going to be one of those teams though. And, and there's not many anymore. Like usually like you have your main guy and then you sprinkle in like one or yeah. two guys to maybe they're good in the red zone. Maybe they're good at short yards right. third and one or whatever. Um, this is going to be one of the one of the few teams in the NFL where I think these guys are going to like split carries fifty fifty. It really it it really is in all sense of the word going to be a one two a one two punch. Yeah, yeah. There's no like okay, this guy's going to get seventy five eighty percent of the snaps. It's really probably going to be fifty.
0: And if you have a guy like. Tua say Tua does end up starting, you're gonna have these guys too, not just running in like they're gonna be like you know they're gonna have receiving touchdowns too. Like it's not because he's gonna Tua is gonna need options being a young rookie quarterback and kind of like adapting to a team that doesn't have that standout. So you need your running backs probably to be that dual like yeah I can catch you yeah, I can run you yeah, I can do all these things because I don't know what Tua is gonna do with the ball Tua because. Tua is a dual threat too. He's a runner. He's a thrower. You don't know what's going to happen. So with a team that's already like already kind of up in the air with like talent and all of this stuff, you have these like it. There's there's too much going on. So say he is the guy. Tua is the guy. A young dual threat. Like you don't know what's going to happen. So you're going to have to make sure that your two running backs. You know are they going to be on their feet at all times? And if they are splitting it 50, 50, you need to make sure that both of them are actually 50, 50 good at everything. So it's kind of
1: like, and and here's the thing, like they're not on my list. They are probably on a, your list and, and other people's list. But, um, to me, like, I'm okay with the fact that these are two guys who are going to share the load. The problem is if one of them gets hurt, the other one isn't good enough to be, like, the guy. I you know that's fair. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I feel about that situation. But yeah. anyways, my third worst on my list is I'm going with the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are, shockingly, third on my
0: list, too. Right. There, there's no order. I just have them at number three. So right. let's it's dive exactly into now. it because
1: we got another rookie here. Yeah, you got a rookie, and then you got a really young back in Ronald – your number one back in Ronald Jones II. Yeah. you have rookie Keyshawn Vaughn. So um, Jones, he played in all 16 games last year. Like, he was the guy. And the thing is, like, if you're the guy and you're getting the majority of the snaps and you played all 16 games, like, you didn't miss anything, the injury, whatever, he only had 724 rush yards. And to me – If you're the guy – if, if you're the guy and you're the number one back, in my opinion, in the NFL, like if you're you should be at a thousand yards. You just yeah. should like based on how many carries you get. Like being the guy, you should be at a thousand yards. And if you're yeah. not, you should just be shy of it. And to me, you know, seven hundred and whatever yards is is not close enough. Yeah. And six touchdowns, he could certainly be. Uh, and that
0: that even number two, and to have you know a rookie come in and be like your number two guy, like it's kind of like
1: but okay. then he, and then here's the thing though and again like this is nothing against rookies obviously i, I picked who i picked two rookie combos uh in my top yeah five. but the thing with Keyshawn vaughn is seven running backs were taken before him in the draft it's not like he was like one of the best running backs out there he's taken in the third round number 76 overall and so to me I just don't like this pairing. I don't think it's anything to feel ecstatic about as much as everybody feels ecstatic about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, like yeah. at end, at wide receiver at quarterback. This is the part of their offense. That's lacking.
0: Well, I just need like people to understand too. And like, we've been saying this, like, yes, like Tampa Bay has had weapons and now Tom Brady's coming in Gronk's coming in. So you're adding more weapons into it. That's fine. If Tom Brady gets pressured and can't hand the ball off to someone, you're gonna have an area that's broken. You're gonna have a gap that doesn't it doesn't work. He's not gonna yeah. be able to toss it off every single time to his wide receivers, his tight ends. He's not gonna be able to take it every single time. The offensive line isn't always gonna do their job.
1: If you're and a and a play action pass only works if people are actually threatened by your run game. So yeah, you need that
0: area to work. So I know a lot of people are super excited to see what the Bucks can do this season. Yeah, Listen, me. I'm interested. I would like to see. I'm very interested to see how it looks down in Tampa. But like, let's just look at this. Both of us put Tampa Bay, their one-two punches for running back in the bottom. So yeah.
1: And, and I actually do think that there's potential there with Ronald Jones. I really do. Yeah. But just these two guys bunched together compared to the rest of the league, it's it's not it, – it falls in, in my bottom five. Got it. All right, give us another one on your list. I have two more. I don't know how many you have. Based no, how do you have two more? I only have one more. You have one because you kind of had ones that I had already mentioned that you, like, piggybacked off of.
0: Oh, Okay. That makes sense. So I guess this is my final one. Um, and it, it's kind of weird to have them in the bottom half, but it relates to our conversation earlier with, um, the AFC North. And I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers with James Connor, um, and Jalen Samuels. Um, it really hurts me to put uh, James Connor in this list because I do see um, a lot of potential in him. Um, But they are a team in which we spoke about it before with the three Bs, two of them left, and you barely replaced them. And you're just kind of like questionable on it. Um, I think James Conner has done a good job at running back. Um, I don't think he was a total replacement. And then you have someone like Jalen Samuels coming in. And if something were to happen and James Conner got hurt, you just and even I think he did face an injury last season. Um and this and the Pittsburgh Steelers were very questionable last season because a lot of guys were injured and a lot of things were going on, and you don't you might have your number guy like think about like even like a wide receiver, like you have Juju, but he's like he's he's there, but he's what is there? Yeah. That's how I, I feel like I feel like that's how the Pittsburgh Steelers as a whole. Like you have your number one guys in certain spots, but it's like what, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, like you there, just,
1: I don't know. He just had his first season where he was the, the number, number one, one guy. On yeah. So what happens when you're the number one wide receiver on the team is you're going to get double teamed, right? Right. Yeah. And I don't think he really all, played well. All again. the greats do. So if you're if you're a great wide receiver like Antonio Brown – was yeah. for the you're going to get double teamed and the greats are able to overcome that and still put up monster numbers and juju put up monster numbers being alongside antonio brown right he was being double teamed somebody's open right and he, he was phenomenal but now it was it's one of those things where it's like okay now if you're the guy and all eyes are on you are you able to step off to the plate.
0: So think of it this way though. So in, I said, in, in lists and like articles and things I had been reading, the Jets were nearing the top in a lot of things, right. nearing the top, not even just the top 10, but like nearing the top five with Le'Veon Bell being their number one guy, the Jets being an awful team. Right. Here We have James Connor who was side by side and then now moving into the number one spot. Actually, they don't even think they were side by side. I think Le'Veon Bell left before that. I don't know. They, the B drama, I can't get with the B drama on the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. It was too long, too much. It was They should have gotten rid of all three Bs a while ago. Um, but you had a Pittsburgh Steelers who are a team where, like, you can call them bad, but they're still having, like, a decent season, like, it, it, compared to many other teams. But James Conner's your number one guy. There's a lot of things that go into it. And it's, like, again, like, it pains me to put him in this bottom half. But I just – but it's a com—it's a combination. You can't look at one And their match- running game needs to be good right now, too, because they're so questionable at quarterback. Right, right. Listen, of course, Ben Roethlisberger's coming back, quote, unquote, but, like, I don't think he's going to be good.
1: I don't know what to expect. Again, this is a team in the NFL that's a huge question mark for me. I have no idea what they're going to look like. Yeah. At. All right, I'll do my uh, final two teams here. They are different. They did not make your list. Uh, my fourth worst, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals and Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Um, I just don't think either one of these guys put up like impressive stats, especially like Kenyon Drake's. Like he's okay, but again, they're not stats that you want to see right. from your number one running back. Um, and then my fifth worst, I have um, very young young situation in the fact that your rookie quarterback is already being listed as your number one running back. I'm going with the Detroit lions. Um, Their number one guy is Deandre Swift. He is a rookie coming out of the, out of Georgia. And he was the second running back taken off the board in the second round at pick number 35. But to me, Unless you were like Saquon Barkley picked at number two, nobody, he's not your number one guy. Not your number one guy. I mean, if, if your number one guy is a running back that was not even the first running back taken off the board and he was taken in the second round, it means that's not that great of a situation. Your second guy is Carryon on Johnson. Um, he only played in eight games last year. He was injured, and had 403 uh, yards and three touchdowns. It's just to me, Again, my main point is like unless you're safe on Barkley, like a like a rookie shouldn't be your yeah. number one guy. And if it is, then again, I expect you to take him in the top five, top ten, whatever right. it is. He shouldn't have been the second running back off the board. He shouldn't have been taken in the second round if he was that great. So it's not a great situation, in my opinion, for the Detroit Lions. All right. Good game. Good game. Is that it? That's it. All That's right. It. That's it. Good game, good
0: game. It's always, yeah, and it's we say this like week after week too, it's like we love playing these games because like there's so much like research that has to go into it and like we And again, like you could be like the most confident like NFL fan, but like when you really have to like dive into like the nitty gritty of like these players, these teams and everything like that, like there's a lot of shit that you don't know and like you uncover and you're like, wow, like you thought you thought you knew a team until you had to dig down into their one-two punch of running
1: backs and you really didn't know who they were a bunch of names that even I had no idea who they were
0: yeah and we'll be completely transparent with you guys like they're 100% there's names we had no idea who they were um all right so let's get into that uh time of the evening where it is get it off your chest positive negative housewives football wine life seriously quarantine anything that you would like to just tell the people. So why don't you go ahead and get us started?
1: I'm excited. Um, They showed, I guess, what to expect for the rest of the season, Real Housewives of New York. We are going, you know, maybe just a blip in, in a moment in an episode, we are seeing Heather Thompson come back for, you know, however long. And I'm just excited because I've always been vocal about the fact of people who are no longer on the show that I wish still were there and she's like top of my list if not number one i loved her on Real housewives in new york i think she was around for like three seasons um right off the top of my head i'm just thinking about her in the episode with luann don't be uncool like and you know that was a whole iconic her, like you brought like heather's cool but she in that moment she was like well you you brought back these was pretty stuff. uncool in that video <laughs> she was uncool in that but um So i'm excited to see her back and then my other get it off my chest is football related i believe it was yesterday on nfl.com where former running back maurice jones drew he came out with an article where he ranked all third not not one two punches but starting running backs for each team he ranked them one through 32 and i was kind of disappointed as realistic as i always keep things I was kind of disappointed to see that he had Saquon Barkley at number six on his list. Kind of of shocked me, honestly. Um, As far as guys that he had ahead of him, he had Christian McCaffrey at number one. Okay. I can live with that. He had Ezekiel Elliott at number two. Okay. I can live with that as well, as much as I don't want to. (laughs) Number three, he had Nick Chubb. And like you said before on the show, we are huge Nick Chubb fans. But I can't live with that. I can't. See, right now, like, I can't go off of just, like, the short amount. And, again, we haven't seen a yeah. huge like, long career from Saquon either. But I need to see more from Nick Chubb before I can put him above Saquon. So as great. much as I love Nick Chubb and I can put him probably in my top five, I can't put him above I Saquon. I um, At number four, he had Alvin Kamara. I feel like I, Alvin Kamara is a great player too, but I feel like I can argue why Saquon is better. And then number five was the one that actually I was like, all right, now I'm gonna get it off my chest on the show because this pissed me off. Now I'm officially pissed. And number five, he had Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals No, left. no. So,
0: you don't even have to say his name. You don't even say his name. Are you no. shitting me? Like, no. That to no. me was like, dude. That's like a slap I'm in the, the face. Why are you
1: gonna do us dirty like
0: that? No. Why are you but, gonna do
1: Saquon dirty like that? A fan of all the other teams, in the NFL. Like you can have a you can have a new running back, and it's either going to be Saquon or it's going to be Joe Mixon. Who do you want? Come on, like don't be stupid. Uh-huh. Don't be so. He had the argument, and I was like, I need to know because he wrote little blurbs. Yeah,
0: like what is it? He
1: said he thinks Saquon is really, really poor and really bad in pass protection
0: no one yeah. on the podcast can see my face reaction they're, right now but it's like
1: parents, but honestly like it's like i'm having like a
0: like a seizure on camera like are you kidding are you kidding yeah.
1: so I, I feel as though i'm kidding i would love to hear other analysts talk about this who is it is this
0: analyst give me a say i'm gonna
1: follow him on twitter and rip this him a new one so this is a former running back who was in the league obviously for many 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 don't years. be stupid get a great career and honestly i feel like Scorned, like I can't even believe that he put out this list and had Saquon at six. And again, I maybe, maybe the couple other guys above him, fine, I can agree with you. Can make arguments for some you of can, them,
0: you can live can with, with
1: some. Go mixing before Saquon. No, that's stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. That okay, it's getting it off my chest. Now. Don't
0: be, don't be uncool.
1: Yeah,
0: that's so a I'm, very, that's an uncool statement
1: for uncool but that's why i get it off my chest i had to bring that up
0: no oh, and i think that's totally fair and like i would get it off my chest too i am getting off my chest with you yes. i think that's stupid yeah take a sip of wine um <laughs> we're gonna need it we're gonna need the whole bottle after that i know for real um so mine is the same thing like we were still going on we're still going on quarantines i feel like we're like turning a corner and it's like not a positive corner i feel like things are like starting to like get scary again i just want the gyms to reopen to be honest i'm getting fat i need orange theory to reopen there is a rumor though apparently so orange theory they posted something like a a couple days ago about like ot F exclusive or whatever. So I did my research and apparently it's like private training lessons, but it's going to cost you like billion. a billion dollars. whole lot of money. Yeah. So it's basically like what I heard was it's like, it's outdoors, like on the studio or whatever. And it's like private training. It's going you know, to cost you like $900, like for like 16 classes, which is like bizarro. So mm-hmm. I know, <clears throat> I know. So it's like more than your monthly membership. Like, no. <laughs> so,
1: I don't that's, know. That's uncool as well.
0: That is very uncool. I just want to get back in shape. Like I've got a, a belly from probably drinking way too much wine. Who knows what's going on? I haven't been like eating like shit. It's just the, it's probably the wine. It's just the wine. Um, but yes, that's that. I watched um, last weekend on Netflix. Um, well, I've been watching all of like the unsolved mysteries that's on Netflix. Oh, great. Real, yes, yes. real good. Real good. Real spooky. Spooky shit. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> We're not in spooky season yet, but like some spooky shit. Um, but I did watch the new Netflix original movie, uh, Desperados. It okay. was cute. It was cute. Um, it's all about like single girls and dating and things like okay. that. A little real a little unrealistic. Like some parts of it are but it's a Netflix like comedy, so like whatever. But it was cute. I liked it. Definitely, I think it was like an hour and a half. Go ahead, watch it if you have time, okay. super cute. Other than that, yeah, my, my quarantine life is pretty much the same, same old, Say what is it, uh, what was that uh, AIM thing? Same old shit, different day, S-O-S-D-D. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: S-O-S-D-D. Yeah, I mean, we're rocking and rolling and, and yeah. we're doing this every week and I, who knows? It's a day by day thing, day by day. I-
0: Day by day. Day by day by day. Um, I only know that it's Wednesday. And I told this to my boss and a couple team members the other day. Like, I literally don't know any other day of the week. I only know it's Wednesday because we do our podcast. So, all right. I feel honored.
1: I, feel honored. It's,
0: I just know this is the day of the week because, like, we're here. We're doing this for you guys. We're getting it out. We know you love it. and
1: Otherwise, and, the days, the weeks, the months, they are all a complete blur.
0: Like, it's literally... What is the date? It's July fifteenth. I don't even know where like the springtime. Do you know I don't know where my children are. I don't. Fun oh. fact though, I did lie to someone sometime one time and I told them that that video where it's like it's ten PM. Do you know where your children are? I was the the child on that video.
1: Is there even a child featured in the video? Yeah, it's like is-
0: eyeballs.
1: Oh my god. That's hilarious. You know who I, I told Emma that. Such a weird, random a Emma, belie- she believed me. Well, it's such a random thing to, like, make up that it was like, oh, okay. I don't know. Katie, I was in, like, fourth
0: grade. I lied about everything. Like, what? Like,
1: I don't know. I also think... We are all super gullible.
0: We were. I think we need to, and I texted you this. We had to do an episode based on our manhunt. Like, Katie and I used to do great manhunt. I won't bring it up tonight. but we'll do it next week. We'll do... That could be, like, our opening segment. Because I think you... Oh, got Like, floored.
1: All right, all right. Well, that is our show for tonight. Lots of fun, lots of good topics. Can't wait for next week already. A topic I, we're gonna be talking. We've got so much to talk about already. But as far as things that you don't want to miss, we do have Real House Size of Beverly Hills that is happening uh, tonight at nine o'clock. Oh,
0: there's a lot of. I know Heather's coming back for Roni tomorrow, but apparently on Beverly Hills tonight. It's already like 10 minutes in, I think, uh, or sorry, 26 minutes in. Um, there's a lot of OGs coming back tonight. So just, uh, okay. It's an OG
1: week. It's an OG week because tomorrow, like Caitlin said, we have Rony on tomorrow at nine. Heather is coming back. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a great season so far. And this was a great show and a great night. And thank you guys for listening and see you next week.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. Cheers. Take a sip. Awkward silence. Thank you. Bye-bye.